Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Coming at you live, it's Sunday Stories. 911, what's your emergency? Began. Today, Mexican President Andres Manuel Lopez Obrador defended the decision to retreat. Every 14 minutes, there's a knife crime across England and Wales. Where this story is concerned, Mark, we are left with a lot of unanswered questions here. The Mexican state of Sinaloa erupted into violence Thursday. Welcome back to another episode of Sunday Stories with me, your host, Farim Shinzade and Benjamin Fezic. And in this episode, we will talk about crime. To be more specific, crime in Sweden. Can you give me some perspective of what's going on right now? Give us the news, give us the latest headlines, and let's just cut into it. Well, first off, it's popping off time. There is bombs going off every day, almost. Feels like it. Last week you had three explosions all over Sweden. You had one in southern Sweden, one in the middle of Sweden, one in Stockholm large one in Stockholm, and it's all gang rivals and gangs bombing each other for police protection, for power, for money, and yeah, it's starting to look like Baghdad over here. Like, they classify it as a, a criminal act, right? Which is, it is. Right. But they don't classify it as a terrorist act. Right. Which is pretty weird, because, like, what is the difference between a terrorist that, you know, pops a bomb? Well, by definition, the terrorist is doing this because of a political statement. or He's doing it to terrorize you into doing something. Right. Uh, these bombings have been more of a criminal versus criminal element. Yeah. So they have more to do with uh, property destruction and just intimidating the targets and... Uh, well, uh, like a funny thing or funny thing that I found interesting was there's no casualties. No one's dying in these bombs. There's been about 120 bombings in Sweden That's crazy. last year. No casualties. You think they yeah, plan think, to not have casualties? Yeah, I think they do. I think they're, uh, someone's very close by or someone's monitoring this, doing a stakeout, finding out when people are not around, finding out where to put it. 
because right. uh, I feel like if you weren't going to do it in the 120 bombings, you'd have someone walk by, you'd have some casualty. But uh, so far, they've uh, they've not had that. So it's a... Uh, but <clears throat> it's... I don't know if it's a coincidence or if it's well-planned, but, I mean, this is actually, like, buildings where people live in. Yeah. So it's very unlikely that you will have someone injured. Yeah. Um, but I think it, it was, uh, like, the latest news of the bombing in a, in a family house area. Yeah. It was something about, like, revenge uh, for the non-surrender gang, which is an MC gang, right? Yeah. yeah? Uh, they, they caught a guy from Bandidos, right. uh, another MC gang, uh, that was caught in the vicinity of the area. And, uh, well, obviously, he's not talking. Uh, no one's talking. and uh, But I think a lot of signs point to it being the internal gang conflict between the gangs. Uh, because the one that was in uh, Stockholm earlier this week uh, was known as a trap house. Uh, they were selling drugs. They were selling uh, guns. They were selling a lot of stuff from this house. It was uh, a good area, too, right? Yeah, it was a, yeah. It was a rich... Uh, it was a, they were supplying the rich people of uh, Stockholm. Uh, they just uh, in the newspapers they describe it as a drug central. Shit. So people were coming in, coming out, just wow. buying and coming out. That's a shift, like in the society, because a couple of years ago, like, let's say like ten years ago, you had this bad neighborhoods where usually the drug deals were going on. Yeah. Now they're moving into the good areas. You don't have a central headquarter for for this kind of activity, right? No, that but that's the whole thing that they want to have you feel like so it's not centralized they want to feel like it's decentralized so that if you catch one of them or you catch one part of the group you're not going to shut down the whole operation it's a nationwide operation right uh that's why you see gangs like hell's angels bandidos uh, no surrender and actually making it yeah because they have affiliations all over sweden all over europe they're uh, sure. all over the world um yeah and their main income is is actually the drug trade yeah, they have uh, income of drug trade. They have income uh, extortion. They have a lot of money coming in from uh, gun trades. They have, in- I'm sure they have a lot of uh, legal assets as well, uh, mechanic shops. They have a lot of. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Like, you have yeah. to launder the money somehow yeah. to get it clean. <clears throat> there was also like some facts shown that all of these explosions was um, actually explosion used in like construction areas. Oh. Now they start to investigate if maybe the construction companies do they handle the explosives or you know if if explosives get missing yeah do they just you know yeah, who's responsible if exactly fifty kilos of dynamite goes missing yeah but I feel like that that should be like your main priority if, right. if you're a boss you're like two bombs were missing where is it ah we're just gonna take yeah. it off the list yeah also two bombs went off in Stockholm I don't know any affiliation exactly so. Um, yeah, but criminal cr- criminal gangs are getting more sophisticated. Yeah. Um, it must be very hard for cops to to yeah take police. Down. They uh, police they actually started a new operation uh, last November. They started the uh, Operation Rimfrost. Well, it sounds cool though. It sounds cool. It sounds like a movie, right? It sounds like a James Bond. Yeah, Operation Rimfrost. Right, right. Uh, but it's actually just the cops <laughs> <laughs> going down on uh, cracking down on organized crime. Cracking down on gangs, trying to stop uh, drugs, trying to stop weapons and uh, bombs. Shit. So uh, thus far, uh, Operation Rimfrost had a—they've uh, been uh, quite successful actually. They've catched a lot of people. 
and they plan on do, continuing Operation Rimfrost for about six months. And they started with they wanted to originally it was supposed to just be in Malma because they have a very oh, big, that's a big yeah, they have a big uh, they have a big gang problem and. Uh, but seeing as it was so successful down there, they've expanded it to Stockholm, and now Westeros is also gonna uh, wow. Operation Renfrew is gonna reach Westeros. Damn, yeah. But <clears throat> does the operation have like a unique kind of touch to to fighting crime? Like, uh, well, I think it's just because they're focused on finding the big guys, right. the big fish who's yeah. out there. They don't really care about drug buyers. They don't really care about. Uh, people affiliated with them they just want to climb the ladder get right. get the people at the top and then try to stop the network um, hmm. because right now it's out of control it you is. have uh, so many gangs how many can we just drop off the but we got hell's angels bandidos no surrender x team uh kurdish mafia kurdish mafia yeah. you have uh, serbian mafia you have russian mafia swedish mafia they every were, nationality they got did their quit. own they did turn into a house band though for a small <laughs> while but swedish house mafia they were still up For a political side of it, uh, this is like the best time for for radical parties to right. to to gain from this, yeah. right? Right. So you have one force like no. the political side, the radical political side, which maybe does not want to solve this problem fully, you know? All right, the radicals, especially the right radicals, that's uh, currently gaining the most out of it, not solving. Because it really seems like the government's ineffective, not doing their job, and it looks poorly on them. Yeah. Uh, currently, Stefan Levin is taking a lot of heat because there is so much going on. Uh, the big question is, would it have been different if Ulf Christensen would have been in charge? I don't know. Would it have been different if Jimmy Orkeson would have been in charge? I think that we would have the same... But I feel like when we came to Sweden, it was around like uh, 2002 or something like that. It was some crime going on, but it wasn't all over Sweden. You right. had some parts of right. it. Yeah. But today, you, you can't even go outside feeling like I am safe or I, I can't have cash on me because there's a risk of getting yeah. robbed. It's it's changing. It's yeah. changing. Yeah. It's a society, I feel like, is changing because these criminals are getting more money, mainly from the drug trade, but they're launching more money. So... Let's say the guy, when you guys came in 2002, uh, well, what the Swedish El Chapo, he was just starting out. So what was he making? Sure. A couple of thousand, a couple of thousand. But he's been picking up. He's been working for 18 years, starting a, starting a gang, growing affiliates, uh, buying legal businesses, laundering money, moving up, moving up. And now all of a sudden they have uh, massive gangs everywhere. That's yeah. recruiting a lot of these young people. That's, uh, they, you know, because I feel like, my theory is there's a lot of negativity in schools on results. There's a lot of competition for these yeah. uh, spots, universities, where you're going to go. That's a good point. Uh, and when, as a kid, we've all been kids. We've all been broke-ass kids. Which, what, first thing you want to have when, you have when you're a kid, you want to have money. You want to get the Gucci bag. You want to get the clothes. You yeah. want to get everything. You want to get the status. You want to get... Uh, True. People's respect. True. So you don't really get that when you're a kid. True. But if you move into crime, 
you will get uh, pretty fast. You will pretty fast get a lot of money, get a lot of. Uh, That's true, actually, because the hip hop scene has I wouldn't say like the center of crime, but it has been associated with crime for a long time. Yeah. And today's rappers, like for example, the trap music, it it's. Yeah, exactly. But just the the like I said earlier, uh, trap house is a house that sells drugs. So right there, the trap music is where they, you know people selling drugs music. Yeah, yeah, true. And, uh, and they, I don't want to hate. I am a fan of trap music, but I will say it is a lot of crime going on in those songs. It is. It uh, is. And they 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 promote like the, this kind of things. You know, I have this much money. Yeah, I have Gucci. Yeah. And of they course, do, people want to have it. Yeah, they do promote uh, almost a gang mentality. Uh, mentality of crime being cool and. Uh, I see a lot of young people associating with that. I see a lot of young people like resonating in their mind that yeah, it is cool. It is uh, you know, if all your friends are doing it, all your friends are hustling on the side, they're all making money this way. No one's knowing about it, the parents don't know about it, and then all your friends want to be like, "Hey, let's just join up." Well, you know, we'll do it together. That's true. And we'll never surrender. No, that's true. No surrender. No surrender, yeah. And then uh, yeah. And then you have now now, but now it's escalated so far that they have these murder for hire kids. Whoa. You know, kids that you just. And it's kids. Yeah, man. it's 50, it's 14, 15 year olds' kids. Just, uh, they give them a gun and they tell them, you know, you get 40,000, 50,000 if you shoot this person. And of course, if you're broke, I mean, and your parents, maybe maybe your dad uh, yeah, drives the taxi, maybe yeah. 20,000 a month yeah, maximum, yeah. you're going to take it. Yeah, your mom's staying at home. Yeah. You, you know, they want to make it cool that they're. They don't care about the law. They don't care about that because they have their own rules, rules of conduct. They have their own gang. That they, they only care about the gang's respect. They only care about right. their friends and something like that. And I see the appeal of it because it's very uh, short-term, like, gain. Get cash now. Get the bitches now. You know, course, ain't nobody course. getting bitches in two weeks. Yeah, They're getting bitches now. True. And, True. Uh, yeah, I see it uh, resonating a lot of young people because I don't see them... Because now the whole pitch that we give the kids now is like, okay, stay in school. And then stay in school for another five years. And then yeah. stay in school for another five years. And then in 13 years of school, maybe you'll get a job. And then after those jobs, maybe 10, 15 years, you'll have enough money. You'll buy a house. Exactly. And then, you know. Get a mortgage. Right. Get a mortgage. And you get your kids. Do yeah. the home whole thing. And I don't think that resonates with a lot of millennials and a lot of young people. No. That's... Uh, well, we've been listening to this music all all our lives. Yeah. Hearing about, uh, you know, get the bread, get the strap, yeah. get, you know, get it. But it was different. Like, I mean, if we go back to, like, Tupac and Biggie yeah. and all of, I mean, even Jay-Z, those kind of artists was, you know, they were promoting some kind of different life. You know, they were yeah. maybe rapping about their mothers, yeah. uh, about their wives, yeah. or how tough it was, you yeah. know. But these days, it's not like how tough it is. It's like how good it is. Yeah. And there you have the switch, right? Yeah. I feel like glorifying drug use. Yeah. yeah. Uh, like we have the now famous line Tupac dropped, smoke weed every day. Yeah. He was smoking weed. You know, that, that, was, the, that was the main selling point of his songs. Now it's cooking up, cooking up dope with the Uzi. Now it's like cocaine. They use heavy drugs and uh, Molly Percocet. Molly Percocet. Sure, sure. There's a lot of heavy narcotics. There's a lot of uh, glorifying drug use and how fucked up you can get from these drugs.
we have this one side, you know, all of these gangs that are like very well funded. Right. And then we have the political side, which is like has to put up the regulations yeah. and fight the crime. Yeah. And then the suppliers of these drugs, which yeah. is the cartels. Yeah. Can you tell us something about the cartels? Like how, how do they involve in this kind of age? How do they involve yeah, well, in 2020? Well, let's say you have uh, – we don't have to just talk about the cartels. This is just international uh, crime syndicates, how they have produce, uh, production. They have production in uh, third world countries. They have production where uh, – Officials are easy to bribe, where the police is going to look the other way. Uh, if you're going to try and have a huge um, meta- methamphetamine lab, it's not going to work in Sweden. Obviously, yeah, one yeah, cop true. sees it and bam, he has yeah. to report it. But down in Colombia or uh, Ecuador or El Salvador or Mexico, yeah. uh, there's a lot of e- there's, they have a lot lower income, and the criminals they make the crime syndicates they make so much money that they can pay. A police officer a year's salary yeah. just to look away. Just don't do your job. And we'll give you a year's salary. Of course you're going to look away. Yeah, Because if you don't look away, we'll kid kill your family. And exactly. You, you know, if, no money and then you're dead. Right. Or maximum money and you don't even have to do your job. All you got to do is stay in your car, listen to the radio. Like now we're just talking about South America. But this applies to pretty much everywhere where it's uh, low income. Uh, like North Africa, right. Southeast Asia, um, Eastern Europe. Yeah, you right. have a lot of uh, production sites in Poland and Czechoslovakia, Moldova. No that, one feels th- like, that feels like a country that has no control. Moldova, right, but, right? Like because if you have no resources, yeah. you have no economic leeway. These crime syndicates they have an easier time of rooting themselves, uh, finding. People that's gonna look away, finding people that's gonna help them, because they have so much money. Because they they take money like that. No, pretty much no other corporation does. They take money from the rich countries, and then reinvest them. Sure, into <coughs> crime, but they reinvest them in the country, uh, in these poorer countries, and that resonates in the poorer countries yeah. because they want to have keep having income. Yeah. Same thing with, like Mexico. They produce a, a lot of the drugs. That the United States make, you know, all of the cocaine, all of the methamphetamine, all of the, well, not all of the marijuana, but some of the marijuana. Um, and then just transport over the border and it changes from making $5 in Mexico to making $500 in America. So That's a boost. That is a 100 uh, times increase in Shit. profit. Yeah. And all you have to do is move the products 10 kilometers, 20 kilometers, and then you get that big of an increase. <coughs> and uh if you like, if you want to, like, you, when you mentioned it was three parts, uh, you had the political side, you had the suppliers, and then you have the the gangs, like the gangs, and the small. And I want to talk about the gangs and how they, because the gangs, especially in Sweden, they sell narcotics and they make a lot of fucking money. True. They have incomes of fifty million crowns almost yearly these big gangs and you cannot compete with this on a local level how is one cop gonna stop 50 million crowns worth of product getting sold you may catch one guy yeah but you're not gonna sell 50 million crowns worth of product through one guy you're gonna have 50 guys 70 guys out there working hustling their asses off and you catch one that's not gonna stop the whole flow you're gonna keep going you're gonna keep going and 
because they're making so much money, they can keep recruiting these new kids. You know, you give them a cash up front, 40000 Start selling for me. You start doing this yeah. for me. Of course they'll take it. They're making, what, 1,000 crowns a month if their parents give it to them? Of course they're going to take it. And they're going to sell it because there's always going to be a supply and demand for drugs. There's always going to be going to be people that want it. And there's always going to be people that sell it. Same thing with America in the 1930s. They banned alcohol. Right. What happened? Al Capone. Yeah, Al Capone. You, Al was Capone. You had... Bloodbath. Yeah, they had Chicago. They multiple gang wars. And then they took it out, the ban on alcohol. Al Capone was sent to Alcatraz. And then, oh, now there's not, there's not too much alcohol-related, yeah. you know... Sure, there's some guys selling alcohol out of their cars, but that's not a big, not Al Capone anymore. But then when they have the same problem with El Chapo and they have the same problem with, like in Sweden, we have these mafias, we have these uh, gangs. They're just, you know, they're all they're doing is just selling cocaine and weed and then they're making a shit ton of money. Yeah. And they want to protect this money. They want to protect their income like all corporations do. They lobby by shooting some bombs. Exactly. And the whole thing that the political side which was the second aspect that you was talking about is that they can regulate this market by legalizing the market i see that that is the only way i see it as we're going to see an end to this conflict you have to cut funding you have to be you have to cut funding for the corporations so they don't have money for guns because guns aren't cheap ammunition isn't cheap the palms are not cheap but they have such a high income yeah. that they have the money to buy these resources. And but if we cut their, you know, cut their feet off, if you cut their income, they will not have the money to continue these uh, attacks. That, that is true. Terrorizing society and such. Yeah, no, that is true. I mean, like they they did the study on the, the revenue the entire Stockholm has on drugs. Yeah. So what they did was they. Uh, they measured the urine yeah. like every day yeah. for a month yeah. in Stockholm. Uh, they, they got that entire Stockholm use per day. I think it was per day. Yeah, yeah. Per day, they used 30 million crowns of product. Yeah. And that's cocaine, ecstasy, marijuana. You, you got all kinds of drugs, yeah. right? Yeah. So if you have a market that's 30 million crowns a day, this is just one city in, 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 in Europe, right. which is not even a big city right, in Europe. Right, right, Imagine how much Berlin. Whoa, London. France. Man, that, shit. Paris. It's going to be crazy. Yeah. That's, that's massive. Yeah. The, the thing is, like, the, the, this criminal organizations, you know, in, in the time of Pablo Escobar uh, yeah. and, and, and Chapo, yeah. they had, like, massive problems with money laundering. They were yeah. getting this all of this cash on the ground, like, yeah. millions of billions of dollars. Yeah. And I also read that 10% of their annual revenue was was eaten by rats like that's the yeah pablo escobar's money right even today they find some kind of cash on the ground i just want to say imagine being a farmer yeah you're making no money you're making no money and then all of a sudden you start digging and you see like a million dollars that's like been rotten it's been in your land since escobar you've been like wow But do you even dare to keep it? Because what if he has a guy that's still looking for this? What kind of cartel was he with? Do you remember that? Escobar was in the Medellin cartel. He started started the Medellin cartel from the city of Medellin. 
and he was against. They're still going. They, yeah, they're still going. True, yeah. true. No, but like, so they still have not cut the funding. Of course, that. that's the thing. You can demand. you can keep take you can keep taking out out the CEO of a company, but if the company's still making money, they're gonna hire a new CEO. True, that's the thing. That, and as you, as you were saying, if if you give back to the people, yeah. you're gonna be seen as like Batman. Yeah, of and the society. Is, speaking of Pablo Escobar, that is exactly what he has done. Hit the city of Medellin, where he's from. He funneled a lot of the money back into the community there, and investing in schools, investing in churches. Yeah, sorry. churches, food for the people. He was having cookouts, you know, inviting everybody. The people of Medellin, they love Pablo Escobar. They yeah. have they have statues to Pablo Escobar, and because in their view, he's a good guy. They're taking money from the gringos, the American, True. the Americans that's been uh, trying to fuck Colombia, and funneling it back into the system. Pablo Escobar, he reincorporated. A lot of the money into his old neighborhood, you know, he had, like you said, almost like like a Batman vibe, yeah. Robin Hood vibe. Definitely. Um, you don't see that anymore. You don't see uh, these criminal organizations reinvesting into the community anymore. Uh, like a lot of these people, uh, you know, they sell cocaine, they sell uh, ecstasy, marijuana, ruins uh, communities, ruins everything. But they don't reinvest any of the money. They just launder the money uh, and then take it with them or take it with the gang or do something like that. True. Uh, Speaking of laundering money, they just caught uh, the biggest money laundering operation in Swedish history. In Swedish history? Yeah. This uh, is interesting. Yeah, a couple uh, couple of days ago. Uh, they call it Operation uh, Casino. Another cool name. Another James Bond and the Operation of wow. Casino. No, uh, it was 108 people indicted, which is a, a record-setting number wow. of people. Uh, 108 people that was convicted of uh, money laundering. The whole gist of it was uh, a person gets told by another person to take out a loan. Right. Like half a million crowns in loans. Like whatever bank you want? Whatever bank. Just take out a loan, 500000 Okay. They transfer the money to this guy, the right. guy that told them to get the loan. This guy goes to Monaco or uh, another place that has casinos that's friendly to them. They take the cash to the casino, buys chips, then doesn't even gamble at the casino, just transfer the chips back into cash... All of a sudden, it's white money. Zero percent lost. That's so simple and smart. It's so simple. Um, but what? So person A, the one that took out the loan, then goes to the bank and says, uh, my, my identity has been jacked. Someone has taken out this loan uh, in my name. So a couple of years ago, the banks were just been like, oh, okay, don't worry about it. We'll get, you, know, you don't have to pay it back. We'll, we'll, we'll write it off. But there's been so many of these frauds happening that the banks are like, no, you know, you're gonna have to pay it back now. They've they've what? they've uh, strengthened their um, checks, and so it all started with this one guy got arrested in uh, Landvetter Airport in Sweden with fifty thousand euros cash, Whoa. heading to Monaco. He was associated with the Uppsala Mafia uh, or Uppsala gang. He got caught. They started looking into his finances, looking into where he was going, what's been happening. 
and they found out that 50 million Swedish crowns had been uh, laundered Whoa. through this uh, network. Whoa. 50 million uh, 50 crowns. million Swedish crowns. So they, all they was doing is they was flying cash to Monaco, transferring it. and then This take, is some Wolf of Wall Street shit. Yeah, taking it out and then just transferring it to your account. Wow. Online. Because all of a sudden it's white money because you yeah. won it. You won it somewhere. And so what happened was 108 people was indicted, uh, convicted. Uh, the top guy, uh, he got eight years. That's it? That's it. He got eight years and then... Uh, Everyone else got maybe a couple of years or probation, heavy fines, something like that. Uh, But 108 people was indicted in the biggest money laundering scheme. And I think that's a large portion of where the gang's income goes to. Yeah. So it's a new market opening up. I mean, you can trade online. You can buy stuff. You can rate people. You can rate drug dealers. Just like Amazon or eBay or any any of your uh, online retailers because you have... uh, Ratings, you have reviews, you have everything from speed, how fast was the package yeah. sent, how many times has he done deals, how many, you know. It's drug trade of the future. It is. And it's no longer cash that was bad for Pablo Escobar. You're paying them in stocks. Yeah. You're paying them in a stock that's going up. Every time I think about it, um, it's very hard to, to find like a one-way solution to this yeah. problem, right? Yeah. So I can I can only imagine the the amount of problem the cops and, and politicians have yeah. on the this mass scale. Yeah, but I feel like the the feeling I get from politicians is nobody really wants to talk about it. Yeah, because you the, can, o- the only the only party that wants to talk about it is the Nazis. Yeah, and they're like, hey, we're gonna. Sending the army. We're gonna, the army is not going to do anything. It's all online. They're, they're not going to stop it. You're just going to not do it while the army is there. And then when the army leaves, you're right back at it. It's like Al Capone. They didn't stop Al Capone. They changed the laws that cut the funding from Al Capone. And that's how you stop them. That's the only way to stop them is regulating it. Do some kind of a system type thing for international viewers. That's... Uh, where with alcohol in Sweden is regulated through a monopoly that the government has, that they sell alcohol. Um, nobody else is allowed to sell uh, hard alcohol uh, except bars and clubs. <coughs> and then they have like massive tax on that. So massive they make taxes a lot of money and it's closed on Sundays yeah. and it's shitty opening hours. Ain't nobody getting a bottle of vodka at 3 o'clock in the morning yeah. in Sweden. You better <coughs> call Al Capone in that case. And I feel like Nobody wants to legalize hard drugs. Nobody wants to do it. But what are we dealing with here? We are dealing with bombs going off every week, shootings every day. And and that's happening. Every day there is a shooting in Sweden. That was not like that in 2002. No, it wasn't. It wasn't. And this is in, uh, around the world. Right? Around, around the world. Yeah. But around the world you have like different problems. If, we, like, if you just look at Sweden, it was a very quiet country yeah it was a very peaceful country True. uh it used to be national news when there was a shooting you know it used to be everywhere no shootings every day what happened i was shooting was that a gunshot <coughs> definitely was a gunshot people are getting killed 15 year olds are getting killed yeah they had uh last summer there was a or was it even summer it was probably in the last autumn um carolina hakim it was a swedish doctor married to a criminal got shot 
sure. they got the wrong person. Uh, or you have Nadella Jack, 18-year-old, also Swedish, uh, same week. They got the wrong person. Wow. They shot him. They're shooting civilians out there. Wow. Uh, and then you have uh, a 15-year-old uh, that got shot uh, back in winter a couple of months ago. Was that pizzeria Pizza shot outside of pizzeria. Yeah. You got him, him and his friend, 15 and 16-year-old. They got shot right outside. Gunned what down. can you possibly have done to deserve to get shot at the age of 15? You was probably selling drugs in their community. Right. You right. were you were trying to take over from somebody else, or you talked shit, or you did you did uh, <clears throat> I don't know what happened. Maybe he was a civilian casualty. Yeah. It's wrong either way of, of what happened. Of course. But the only reason this happens is because the other person has such a big income that he has afford he affords an AK forty seven. Yeah. He affords the mags, and those aren't cheap. AK forty seven costs maybe fifty thousand, sixty thousand crowns. Damn. And that's without the ammo. Damn. You're gonna get the ammo on top of that. And if you have that kind of cash flow, you're doing something illegal. Yeah. Of course. Of course. Yeah. Wow man, this this uh this episode has been uh, up and down, but it has been really exciting because yeah. uh crime is uh, on the horizon like it's always been. Yeah. So let's give the politicians that are listening to Sunday stories yeah. some advice okay yeah. so from from you the diver Benjamin what would your advice be what should we do <clears throat> well my first advice would be to listen to the community look at the laws that we have instead of just making it like now they want to have like a lot of discussions are like oh we're gonna make it uh, tougher laws on gun uh, if you have a gun, you're going to get a ma- harder sentence. Or b- if you get caught with drugs, you're going to get a harder sentence. You're going to get... Uh, but that's not going to stop it. If you look at America, you have you get caught with a gun, you get a five-year minimum. Uh, you get caught with a kilo of cocaine. You get a life life in prison. Look, United States, they've, they've gone to the wall with this, oh, oh we're going to be tough on them. We're going to be tough on them. They have the biggest criminal population in the world. Yeah. Three million Americans are sitting in jail Whoa. because of long-term sentences that they, the politicians have been like, oh, this is going to crack down on crime. They haven't cracked down on crime. They have a large cocaine epidemic. They have an opioid epidemic. Yeah. Shit. They've just started to legalize weed. Oh, look at it. Oh, Colorado has the lowest crime rate. Oh, they have... Because that's how you solve it. <clears throat> you cut the funding from the gangs. You cut off their supply of weapons. You cut off their ability to commit these attacks. So to politicians, I would look into what can we do to make it more regulated? What can we do to stop the influx of drugs? If you can't stop it, if they have it. And nobody wants to say that the system blog is going to start selling drugs. But what's the other options? We have shootings every day. We have civilians getting shot down. We have bombs everywhere. And it's not going to stop. More people are using drugs than ever before. And more kids are being brought up on more criminal activities and more glorifications of criminal activities. That it's not going to stop. You have to either legalize and regulate. Heavily tax that shit. And when you have it in the bud, then you maybe try to phase it out. True. You try to, when you have it regulated, when you have it checked up on. Because if you regulate it, no one's going to get it. You know, kids are not going to get it. You're going to have a lower crime rate. You're going to have a lower, you know, 
poverty is going to go down because you can't if you regulate you can't buy enough you can't you, know, you can drug dealers have no moral ambiguity they will sell to a five-year-old they will sell to a 10-year-old sustainable logging will not sell to a 10-year-old and because it's regulated and uh i think that's going that would be my step forward i know nobody wants the only thing we're talking about is harder sentences oh gotta crack down gotta crack down it doesn't work United States, they went crazy cracking it down. They went so hard on the crackdown, and now they're suffering. They have the biggest population of inmates in the world that just committed, like, you get caught with a couple of drugs. You get caught with a gun. You get caught. You make a mistake. That's not, that's not supposed to end your life. It's supposed to make you change your ways and then come out of it a better person. But if you crack down on people... That's obviously already cracked down. Because if you get caught with a gun, you get caught with drugs, your life's not going too well. You don't need a heavy sentence to give you that. You need someone to help you. You need someone to show you the way forward. And harder sentences will not do that. That's true. That's 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 a a very, very good sum up. Um, Well, guys, you heard a man... Thank you guys for listening to Sunday Stories with me, your host, Farim Shinzade. And as always, I had the diver, Benjamin Fazic. Thank you guys for listening, and I'll see you, maybe with Benjamin, in the next episode of Sunday Stories. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.